0: What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. Uh, Yo, we've had an eventful weekend, to say the least, man. Uh, Usually I'm hyped to talk about these fights and whatnot. I can't lie, man. I I came in this morning dragging my feet. Uh, But uh, it is all to the good. Uh, This is episode 232 of The Greatest Combat Sports and Culture Podcast. Again, for those who do not know, I'm the underground king serge vicente and today we're gonna have some fun man i always bring some fun guests on the show man and uh today is no different the dude i'm bringing on today man this dude is one of those guys that loves the sport of mma okay so much so this dude lives and breathes it all right he is the creative director he's also an agent at dodge sports um all around dope dude man i'm so happy to have him on the show welcome to the show man we have my boy Joey Torres. Joey Fights, welcome to the podcast, man. What's going on, bro?
1: Not much, brother. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, look, man, thank you for joining the Fight Podcast. Uh, you, my friend, go ahead and represent some really, really dope fighters. We got Andre Yule. You have, you know, Nicholas Maximov. So much more going down there, man. How... Did you guys get into the business of MMA? Because we all know about the fights, we all know about the promotions, but there's legitimately a business of MMA and you have jumped into with your partners and stuff, man. What was it about MMA and how did you get into this venture?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it started really early on, uh, you know, when I was was doing my undergrad in New Hampshire. Um, I used to write a lot of music. I used to do, you know, record music. I used to have a lot of people that you know, we're kind of in my circle and I kind of always found myself like managing what we would be doing, when we'd be performing, when we'd release music. Right. And it kind of started, you know, my passion kind of started there as far as like the management side of things and the business side of things go. Cause I was always kind of, you know, the the person actually doing uh, right. the stuff, right. Like, like the main person. Um, so I kind of took a few steps back to after I graduated, you know, I went back to school and um, I've always loved the sport, man. Like, if I'm honest, I I started with WWE when I was young. You know, man. Monday Night <laughs> Raw, right? SmackDown. I actually, I still watch it here and there because I have a few friends in the business. That's what's up, man. But, I'm, so, I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm starting to finally get myself back into
0: it because I think all of us started young watching, you know, rest pro wrestling. I, I'm starting to slowly get back into it. We had a lady who comes on the show, man. Uh, her name is Drea. She comes on from time to time, and she's our like our fight person, our, 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 you know, pro wrestling
1: person. So I'm working on it, bro. I'm working on it. <laughs> I love it. No, it's, it's, I think like you have to appreciate it, right? You got to appreciate yeah. the, the specific art that it brings to the table, the entertainment aspect. Absolutely. Um, but, but in no way less, in no way are they any less of an athlete, you know, they, no. No, they're, I'm not, yeah, never throw shade at them like that. Nah, not at all. Yeah. It started there, man. It started there. And, and, you know, I got really into it. Uh I got really into MMA when I was younger in high school. Um mm-hmm. GSP the GOAT in my eyes. I've always uh no arguments here, bro. No. <laughs> he's uh he, he's the man, I mean, just super humble, right? I think mm-hmm. you know, Matt has brought on a lot of Canadian athletes that kind of uh kind of are like him, if you really think about it. Their attitudes, the way that they fight, the, their humbleness. Um That's and yeah, man, it's, it all started there. It's, it started way back in the days, and and once I started, once I graduated, you know, from USC, I I was like, you know what, I'm I'm done wasting time. I'm uh-huh. I'm done not doing things that I'm passionate about. And man, I, I really just jump started my career the minute I graduated. It was it was quite wild and quite quick how it all happened. Dude, that's awesome. And you know what, man? I'm noticing,
0: and it's funny because it's it's really coming into a a common theme of some of the individuals that I get coming on this show. And, you know, not even talking about the fighters, I'm talking about everybody else that comes on Because the people that tend to follow their passions, that's legitimate success. When you follow your passion, you follow what you actually want to do in life. You're not listening to anybody else. You're like, this is the fuck I'm doing. You end up having success, man. You're a young dude. You're out here doing your thing, man. You repping some really badass fighters, bro. I mean, look, you got your young boy out here, we you know, doing work for Dana White Contender Series. You got Andre who he can't help
1: but to be an entertaining fight. I swear. <laughs> I love him, man. He's he's such a such a dope dude. Like, you know, these guys were were already on the roster when I when I came on, you know, just mm-hmm. working with Dodge Sports, but it's been it's been such a, a pleasure. It's been awesome, man. Andre, sometimes he'll call me randomly just to say what's up, and he's always good vibes. He reminds me of you a lot, actually. I got to get you guys out of out here. Oh, of it. dude, love to have him on, man. He's I'm I'm a fan of
0: his, man. He's he, I, it's funny. I always end up picking for him. I don't know why, but I, I love his style. He has a great style. Um, that type of creativity that he has, the ranginess, you know, and also, I mean, let's not forget. His fight before last, man, yo, I don't know what happened, but it seemed like his hand was shattered. Like, he had, like, a really bad, and he kept sl- like hitting with the same hand. The dude is badass,
1: man. He really is, man. He 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 fought through a lot of the adversity that last fight, and, and I know he really wanted to showcase all the improvements, uh, especially after taking the time off, going through surgery, just having a, his second baby boy. Um, so, you uh, know, that was fun to watch. He, he's such an entertaining fighter. He's a, he's a people's awesome. fighter wants to entertain so uh and i love that he's he's always the same person you know he's always about smiling good vibes um you know making the best of every moment he's super positive like it's such a good fighter you know to have on the roster he's such a big uh i guess you can call him like a big brother even if he's younger than some of them but yeah yeah he being in the ufc uh he's kind of like a mentor to other fighters which is nice to have that's what's up, man. You know, one thing
0: I'm noticing, and and again, now that you you know you manage and you work with a lot of these guys, um, fighters a lot of times get pigeonholed, right? And they really put people in a box and say that oh, they're fighters. They're like these meatheads. They're dudes that you know what I'm saying. Like they're dudes that aren't that bright. They they're, they fight because they're not smart or something. Um, but everyone again that you've you know I've been blessed to speak from you from your guys' team and everything some of the most intelligent, you know, thoughtful individuals that you'll see. Can you speak to that man, not only with the 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 roster that you guys have, but also can you speak to the 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 fallacy of you know the of the at the, the MMA athlete?
1: Yeah, I think I think you, you hit it on the nail, right? Like there's still somewhat of a stigma. I think it's gotten a lot better now that I mean, bro, when you got
0: motherfuckers like Kobe going out there talking out his ass, it's it's Seriously. I understand it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I think that 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 part of the sport kind of sucks, right? Because one person kind of can ruin it for a lot of people. Um, but we mm-hmm. you also have shows like Kingdom, as much as I love the show, mm-hmm. it showcased the worst side, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like there was a lot of drugs involved, there was a lot of drinking involved, there was a just so much you know uh, so much it wasn't in, the martial art component of the sport right right and even though they had a ton of you know mixed martial artists on a lot of UFC fighters Bellator fighters I saw Pro Gonzalez in there um, yeah. it's it it kind of you know plays to that that stigma so um you know for for us when when we recruit right we do mm-hmm. a really lengthy process it's never really quick it's, it's not night and day it's not a You know, we don't sign them after, immediately after we talk to them, we like to talk to the people around them, the people who they trust most with decision-making, right? Because all these people, when you sign an athlete, you're signing the whole team, anyone who's involved in that sense. So, um, we, you know, when we are recruiting for these, for these athletes, when you talk to them, you kind of get that impression, right? That impression that you're getting where a lot of these people are really well-spoken. They're really intelligent, Right. A lot of actually really methodical uh, with their careers and they understand the longevity aspect of it that a lot of fighters sometimes, especially now during COVID, probably Mm -hmm. went out the door, right? Because they're just, they just want to get active. They just want to fight. And we've had a few fighters kind of reach out and ask for advice. And the best thing I could say is, man, don't let the times get you. You got to stay ready, but don't just take an opportunity to take one. You don't want to come in and, and put yourself another year back. Right. Yeah, it's a yeah. Lot. So, um, yeah, I think, I think all of the, the way that we recruit, we kind of handpick these people. A lot of them sometimes go under the radar and we bring them into the radar, like full steam. I remember, man, it took me a little while to sign Nick Maximoff, but he was kind of, in my opinion, going under the radar and he's killer. Like, he's a, a killer too. Yeah. Especially, you know, his ground game is second to none. Uh, he has the look, he has everything. And uh, when I, but right before I signed him, or I think right after I signed him, I told him you're going to go unnoticed no more. And that, that same day we'd, Booked him with six people. I think six interviews. We had him everywhere. He was doing Submission Underground after Submission yeah. Underground. He's you know, competing again, uh, coming up in Submission dude, Underground. Dude, that man doesn't rest. He he keeps me up my So uh, I love it though. He's to me right as far as I'm aware. He's the most active athlete that that I know of. He's, wow. he's competed for Submission Underground. I think four times already. This would be his fifth. We had LFA not too long ago, and. We'll likely have LFA again very soon.
0: Nice, man. I love that, dude. And I love how you know your your athletes are all staying active because i am noticing it. And you're seeing them everywhere too. I'm seeing them in LFA. I'm seeing them submission underground. You're seeing Dana White 2's in that contender series. You're seeing them in the big show. Yeah, like I've seen your athletes everywhere. And it's really dope to see, man. Um, you, you made a point, man, especially talking about COVID specifically. Right. And we're still in a fucking pandemic, man. It's, it is crazy. You still have, you know, now we're going back out to, I'm going to throw these big air quotes up, Fight Island, you know, uh, when we talk about that. But um, how has it been for you and, you know, your team really managing these guys during COVID, making sure they're not. You know, just taking those crazy chances, making sure they're still training the way they need to be training, and preparing the way they need to be preparing while still getting them on these big platforms. How has that been, you know, how and from your perspective?
1: Yeah, um, I think, you know, I I said this uh, one, I think the only other interview that I've ever done, um, I kind of mentioned you know, this being a really creative time. We're going to get you out here more regularly, bro. Don't even get it twisted. We go, yeah, heck yeah. We're going to make this a, a, a regular thing. Don't even get th- it twisted. It's all good. <laughs> I'm going to get used to it. I'm going to get better, but... Uh, all. Oh, you doing great, bro. <laughs> thanks, brother. Um, So, yeah, you know, I was telling him this is a really creative time, I think, when, when things like this happen, when pandemics happen, or, or when big things happen in the world um, that kind of hinder moving forward in any way, shape, or form in life. Um, you get you get these creative avenues that start coming together. Once you really start to sit down, wrap your head around what's going on and and progressing. Um, So with that being said, you know, we've, we've been on top of this, on top of it since day one. I'm a, I'm a person who I I kind of take on a lot of other people's emotions. And that's just kind of by nature now, especially when you're managing people, right? So I'm not thinking just about me, my current situation. I'm thinking about, Nick I'm thinking about um actually we signed Nick in the middle of the pandemic if I'm not mistaken like right before things got really bad man Um, you know you're thinking about all that right you're thinking about when's the next time they're gonna fight what kind of jobs they have right now that are getting them by while they're chasing their dreams are they still there are they gone so um you know all that kind of people don't think about that aspect of it they don't think about because I mean these guys aren't just
0: getting paid strictly from fighting they have to do other things, especially if you're not one of the big names. Not everybody is getting fucking Puma deals like that is Sonya, you know, which salute to him. I'm happy for that man. You know, yeah. uh, those are, that's a big deal. But everybody else still, especially when you're growing, coming up and grinding, you got to do different things. So, I mean, for you guys to even have that in, in, you know, in mind to be like, look, fam, I mean, and I know for a fact you have, like I said, Clybourne, uh, you know, cannabis company there. You know, for me, like, hey, I'm not mad at them at all. You know, they're part of Nug Club also. So I, being able to do that and, and, and you know, cast that wide net for your guys, man, it seems really dope. Um, speak a little bit more to that and it's finding specific things for your specific athletes. Like, how will you guys determine those things?
1: Yeah, I think <clears throat> that's the luxury of having a, a smaller agency behind you and no knock to any of the bigger ones. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of successful ones, but for Matt and I, we really like to keep it small. We really like to keep it um, boutique style in the sense that we're really going to get in the nitty gritty with you, right? Like we're, when it comes to sponsors, we're not just going to slap a sponsor just because it, you know, it's signed onto the agency and not a specific fighter. Mm-hmm. Every single fighter kind of has their own little approval process, but what's really important, you know, kind of like what you mentioned is making sure that it's, it's specifically for them And that they're willing to, um, you know, promote the brand with no concerns. So, you know, when it comes to like reaching out to sponsors, I mean, you got to think about what's gonna help with these fighters' careers. What products are gonna help with recovery? Right. What? Which ones do they like specifically more for leisure pleasure? And and you just kind of tackle like one by one. So, you know, with Claiborne specifically, you know, shout out to them. They've Yes, yeah, salute but, to them.
0: Fantastic yeah, product.
1: Yeah, they, yes, I bet, I bet. I, I'm not <laughs> in Canada, so I don't know, but you know, Nick really loves them. They've they've been extremely awesome to him. You know, whenever he needs anything, um, it's great. really unprecedented for a cannabis company to have a partnership, right, with a mm-hmm. MMA athlete. Um, but oh, especially even on the regional scene, right? So, no um, kidding. yeah. It's it's really important, you know, for me being a creative director, how I market each individual athlete to whatever it is, whether it's an interview, right? Like whether it's a company, I have to kind of just custom nail it for each individual one. And, and it's all you got to get to know these guys, right? What makes them happy? What makes them tick? Who motivates them? So in that whole feeling out process where I'm getting to know these guys, we start to feel out, you know, what companies they like what are they willing to promote all that all that good stuff and you know we've been really blessed we've been really blessed we have a lot of you know partnerships sponsorships new ones ones that are signing on again and you know we hope to announce a few more soon we we actually just got a shoe deal (laughs) oh shit that's what's up good man look
0: at these dudes man you I I love that I love how it's something that you it seems like you guys are constantly pushing for your athletes and all of your athletes again that I've spoken to, man, these guys are very happy, and it's cool to see because you always hear about the agents and management teams, specifically in, in combat sports, taking mm-hmm. um, advantage of athletes, and, and and you you hear the horror stories with the dying kings of the world and stuff, and you you know you see you hear all this this access nonsense, um, but MMA definitely seems different from boxing in terms that it's, it's more so like there's a committee of people. There seems like there's more individuals. It's not like, it it just seems like different from just like a promoter. You know, the the managers seem like they do a little bit more. Um, maybe, maybe you can speak to that, but from the outside looking in, it seems just MMA, the people care
1: a little bit more. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of really good agencies doing great stuff. Um, you know, I have a few friends in the game, but I think as far as, um, the game goes, I think maybe what you see that's a little different is it's not as regulated. Um, And maybe as other sports, right? Like with the NFL, it's very regulated. Um, I'm looking at um, Major League Soccer because I'm in Colorado. I'm really close to the stadium. And I have a friend who knows a lot of the players and um, a a manager for a professional soccer player can make Over a certain percentage, so it's it's extremely regulated, and with MMA still being only the Wild West, baby, that's what that is. (laughs) The UFC, right? So if you think about that, um, there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of agencies, yes. um, But that also means there's a lot of frauds and there's a lot of snakes, right? And uh, I think it just comes with the territory, comes with the game as long as you stay focused on what you're supposed to be doing and that's, right. you know, getting opportunities for your fighters, making sure they're active, making sure your relationship is tight, um, mm-hmm. then all that stuff kind of, you just block it out. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably why you see that it's still younger. So you'll see mm-hmm. as, the, as the sport continues to evolve, as it continues to hit even more mainstream, you know, levels uh, you'll, Hopefully you don't see, uh, you know, managers like that, but, um, they definitely managers like that definitely make my job a lot harder. I'll tell you just because criticism comes you know, when you first reach out, and it's like, uh, you know, I know managers sometimes, and it's like, man, just just hear me out. <laughs> right, right. Well, look, man, you—I think you guys are definitely on the right track. Um, you, you can tell you actually
0: give a fuck, which is, I mean, I think should be number one for for anyone who represents anybody, man. So, I think that's amazing. All right, man, let, let's push gears a little bit Uh, because, look, man, it, it's the fight podcast. Like, we, we—I love you know what you're doing, but let, let, let's talk about some fights, bro. Let, let's talk fights um throughout quarantine obviously there's been a bunch of the fights and I think UFC is leading the charge in terms of quality events I'm talking about in all sports they're mm-hmm. kicking ass right now what has been your favorite event of the year so far
1: Ooh, my favorite you know
0: what here I got one just give me your top three because a lot of times it's hard to pin down one give me the top three that you've been like yo those fights whoo
1: what was that Man, I we've been in a pandemic now since what January I I, again, know, so before the pandemic happened. I was at McGregor Cowboy, <laughs> I was there live. Oh man, uh, pretty but probably caught, probably caught COVID. But uh, <laughs> uh, man, there's there've been there've been so many good fights, uh, that I I mean, if, if I have to think, I mean, what's that dude? the The Russian guy most recently against GM. Oh, he's about um. Uh, what's his name? Wild. Wow.
0: Yo, yeah, dude, Chumayev is out there whooping
1: as something crazy. He looks like an animal. He does. He doesn't. And, and every time he's been out there, he's been really entertaining. Man, um, I'm from Ma- I'm I'm in Colorado now, but I'm originally mm-hmm. from Massachusetts. Um, Got Kate, some good boys out there, and Calvin is is like my tom brady <laughs> in the sport <laughs> Even though, you know you know i don't manage him by any means but i've met him a few times and um he's dope any fight i know he recently uh knocked out who did he knock out um with the uh, knocked, just knocked out um uh, jeremy stevens jeremy stevens yep yeah. that was a phenomenal fight um, crazy a lot of the main events always deliver but i'm really just being being the way that I am, I tend to really focus on the mid card a lot. Just You know, when, before I started managing, I started uh, the scrap, which is a a news hub, a creative news hub. You know, we expanded in the whole year. We have like 20 writers all over the world. And um, so, you know, we, I I guess I don't even know where I'm going with that, but we, um, Man, can go ahead and get that plug in, man. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> we, cater, we cater to, you know, the the people who don't get as much shine as they should. You know, I, I think it's important for the sport, not just interviewing UFC fighters. Right. You, you, you got to interview the guys that are going to be the yeah. stars tomorrow and you get them early, man. It's that is so much more fun to me. Yeah. Uh, but man, who are going to rise too? Who else has fought? Uh, help me out here. That- oh, well, you had... Obviously, we had the um, the, the
0: the fights with... Um, what's it called? Uh, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje was a nuts fight. It was a badass fight. Yeah, bad. yeah, you have that. I mean, honestly, the person that I've been... I mean, the, the heavyweight title fight was a great fight with Stipe and DC was a great fight.
1: Rose um, and Jessica. That was amazing.
0: amazing. Way better than I thought it was, especially after the way... Rose, I thought, was we going to come in here and just destroy her. And she was on the way to doing that. But, man, Jessica Andrade's power
1: is something else, man. Yeah. Um And she's moving up, I think. She's going to 125 now. She, look, man, I, had, I all these
0: women at 125 need to either go down to 115 or go up to 135 because the champion there will not be beat, okay? I know. Shebhanko is... I don't know how you felt about this. I had Shevchenko beat, beating Amanda Nunes the last time, and I didn't even think that fight was that close. I think Shevchenko is the
1: the best female fighter on the planet, hands down. I I remember. I don't know if it was the first or the second, but I remember she definitely won, or I, at least I thought she won. Um, was the
0: second fight. The first one was the. dark, we could debate it. Does the first one's debatable? The second one, I I had
1: Shevchenko. Yeah, man, that, that's that's tough. But what is nice to see is is the women's divisions really kind of starting to like solidify their, I guess, upper echelon. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of vets in, in the top 15. But mm-hmm. and some that deserve to be there. But there's a lot, man. Oh, that- dude, dude.
0: 115 right now, I think, is just as stacked, if not more than men's 155. Oh, Yeah. It's- Dude, for anybody in for in 115 from from one from champion to 10 can could literally compete and win that title any day, which is something that's unheard of in MMA. It's crazy when yeah. you see a weight class
1: that stacked. And those girls go after it, man. <laughs> they do, man. I, I enjoy I enjoy watching the you know the women fight. I love watching uh Jasmine, Jasminicious, she's on the roster. Um Dude. She's a beast. Uh, she's one of my favorite fighters to watch. Unfortunately, her last time out didn't go her way. But I feel bad for whoever signs the dotted next. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. All right, let me, let's, let's
0: let's go. To this um, fights that need to happen. Unfortunately, I, we see how one seventy is panning out. A lot of people are saying that Kobe Covington should be fighting Jorge Masvidal. Mm-hmm. I personally think he needs to be fighting Leon Edwards or somebody like that next. Yeah. Um, for you. What is the most anticipated fight for the rest
1: of 2020? The most anticipated fight for the rest of 2020. Hmm. For me personally, what I want to see, and this is just because I'm a new England fan okay. um, <laughs> is, is I want to see K, uh, Calvin versus Holloway. I would like to see that. I think Holloway two shots at the title um, he won that last fight too. <laughs> I, I I agree I agree. But if if we're going to give people title shots because they were close, I think we just have to kind of relook at at why we're giving people title shots. I get that he's a massive star. I love I love the man. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, a lot of new blood, and I'm kind of excited. You know, I personally think that 145 that, and 35 are. Absolutely stacked yeah. in the UFC, so Alex I'm excited. Sterling was scary. I mean, at one at 135 Yo, to watch that title fight. I think that's going to be insane. I'm excited for uh, Garbrandt to go to 125. I thought. Wait, Davis, what, what
0: do you think about that with Figueroa? Man, I think that's a scary fight for Garbrandt.
1: I think it's absolutely a scary fight, and it's a scary cut. I mean, let, let let's be real. <laughs> cutting when you don't have fat, it's, it's absolutely gruesome. So and we saw what happened to to TJ, like whether it was the weight cut or not that he got destroyed pretty fast. So, um, you know, I respect it. I do. But what I think, what I wish I would change is that we would stop doing that. Uh, and we would focus on really solidifying these divisions because 125 has more than enough contenders to fight for that belt. Maybe they don't bring this massive star appeal to it, but put it mm-hmm. on a co-main, right? Like do what they did with Joanna when they built her. She was the co-main for Rhonda, right? Like they were yeah. building her little by little. So, you know, I, I hope that they build those divisions, especially when okay. you're 45. Mm-hmm. Well, they, and they have, like you said, they have the talent there.
0: It's it's just always interesting to me, especially Bellator I think has their own issues in the way that they I feel like at times manage their guys because I think Bellator realistically ends up getting the best young talent I think Bellator does an amazing job Scott Coker I mean look at the young crop of dudes everybody from uh, Ricky Bandejas to you know even I mean Sergio Pettis now you know over there there's such young killers over there. But it's like, I don't know.
1: They're like hidden away on fucking zone and shit. No one watches it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know? So like Bellator, I think the difference between Bellator and UFC, besides the obvious stuff, right, is um, the fact that Bellator can still somewhat operate as a regional promotion, whereas the UFC, sure. you, you can't do that. Like you can't bring in someone to lose that with an 0-3 record fighting in the UFC. Yeah. You will literally get chewed up if that ever happens. Yeah and so yep. Bellator kind of has that free range and I think that's often why you see a lot of young talent go there is because they are getting built and um, not to say that one way is the right way to get to the top right but sometimes way
0: you can get there you can it, it is what it is exactly. uh, but it seems like uh like I'm happy to see and I and I want people to be built up um it's I think that the UFC actually did a great job with Adesanya. I mean, if you look at the people that he he fought, the jumps made sense. You know what I'm saying? Like at each and every jump made a lot of sense. And now I'll tell you one thing, and and then I want to ask you about that one real quick. One of the last, how do you feel this weekend? Huge fight, Adesanya, Paulo
1: Costa, bro. W- w- what does your gut tell you? How does this fight go? You know. My, for some reason, my gut tells me Paulo, but I will never count Izzy out out because although Paulo beat Romero, they're very similar, you know, in in how they fight in their body structure. So I don't think he's anything different from what Izzy's seen. But can Izzy get caught? Absolutely. You know, everybody can. It's MMA. You know, yeah. So I mean, and you saw, you said he got caught a few times against Gaslam. So um. Dude, he, got, he got cracked against Yoel, you know, and now I will say this. I think Yoel
0: carries more one punch power than Costa does. I think Costa is more muscle. And he, I think he, he ends up bringing a wave at you, you know, you never see. And even when he knocks guys out, remember when he knocked out Johnny Hendricks, yeah. they're never out. They're just like, I'm tired. I can't take it anymore. It's too much, you know? So I'm looking at that. Um, now, this is my opinion of this fight. I think, again, I'm with you. I think this fight can go either way. Uh, but the way I look at this fight is you have a guy that has a hundred fights in his career who has seen every style ever. Um, and if you look at a guy who's not entertaining the you know, the grappling, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be hard to stand with anybody as good and as skilled as Adesanya is, that's just me. Um, but I, I'm
1: very open, understanding. If hey, hey, this is MMA, anybody can get touched. Anybody can get touched, and and I try not to be superstitious. But I, I won't lie, there are oftentimes that I am, and. The cover, the cover curse man it, it's unti- that's in the back of my head. oh man <laughs> we'll put that out in the universe but
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it is i'm gonna tell nobody could be on a cover ever again man but yo joey brother um last question before we get you out of here thank you so much for your time today man i really do appreciate it um in terms of young prospects that we need to be looking out for. Um, I'm gonna ask you two, two questions with it, okay, it's two-parter. One that you don't represent and one that you do. What are two up and coming guys that we need to be looking out for??
1: Yeah, I think, oh, there's a there's a few. Um, I like to find the diamonds in the rough, right? So Absolutely. Um, There is uh, a female talent at nice that um, flights at one thirty five and one forty five. Uh, that I am very fond of Matt is extremely fond of we don't work with her. we'd love to work with her uh but her name is chelsea Chandler okay, okay yeah she, uh, she fights in Invicta, she only fights undefeated girls and she absolutely demolishes them. She yeah. has this West coast swagger, very similar to Nick Maximov because she used to train with them at the Nick Diaz Academy, if I'm not mistaken um okay so i think I think she's. She's a special talent. Um, oh, she, uh, you, if you just pull up her IG, she definitely has that that <laughs>
0: attitude. Yeah, like first thing you see is her like bossed up and shit. Like,
1: oh, okay, I see. I'm about to yeah. check her right, out. She has hands and and she yeah, she just has a swagger, the swagger to her that I really enjoy watching. I remember when I watched her for the first time, I texted Matt and I was like, I don't know why, but I have like Ronda vibes, and it's not the talent they're so on the opposite end of the spectrums, but I think it was just the aura she brings that, okay. that gangster confidence that makes a difference. Yeah. She just doesn't okay. care who's, 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 a you know, and, her. and, uh, you know, seeing those new girls that are in the UFC, like that Danielle Wolf, who just got signed off contender series. Yeah. Eat her up. So, um, definitely look out for her. She's, she's super dope. Um, no. as far as one that's signed to us, man, I mean, I, I could go on for days. I mean, we've already talked about Maximov. I think that yeah. dude is, he's going to be a star rocket mm-hmm. rocket ships are, are launching soon. Um, but I think, uh, as far as the talent that we have coming up that are booked, um, yeah. my first ever fighter that I brought onto the roster, Justin Wetzel is a team elevation prospect. He, um, great team, great team. For, honestly, probably one of the best teams in the world, if not the, um, you know, arguably probably the best gym. Top top three. Are that not, it's like, it's, it's at a point now that they're definitely top three. Oh yeah. 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 Absol- absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no arguments there. They have, they have some of the best in the world. He's actually, he gets cornered by Corey Sanhagen. Um, He's a, hey, then, Sandman. the Sandman. he's, he's been awesome in, in, you know, getting Wetzel, pre- uh, prepped for, you know, the big leagues. Um, but Justin, he, he's just an overall good guy. I remember going to the LFA fight to recruit someone else. And Matt mm-hmm. was like, Hey, if you're going to go look at the, the card and, and see who sticks out and see who we can talk to, uh, I ended up hitting Wetzel up right before the fight. I get to the fight. He knocks a dude out in I think like less than 40 seconds. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is a no brainer. And, uh, he's out in Colorado with me. Um Definitely. but if I had to give you an international one, you know, Zach Powell's yeah. fighting up fighting very soon. Okay. Uh I think just like eight days after Wetzel. I think Wetzel's fighting on October 2nd. Zach Powell's fighting on October 10th. Um he's a lightweight. Uh he is a, a beast, man. Ground game is incredible. Um, you know, uh the Canadians, you gotta watch out for him man. The the up the up and comers. The quiet assassins, man. Yeah, they're they're phenomenal, man. Zach Zach has this re- relentless, um, re- you know, relentless fight style, very similar to Maximov, um, but a little different, obviously. And he's fighting; he's making his United States debut. He's only ever fought in Canada. We're bringing him to yeah. the states during the pandemic. He's going to headline That's his first call, So That's awesome, dude. I love it, dude. Well, hey, man.
0: Joey, you guys are doing an incredible job. Uh, keep up the great work, man. I'm loving like the athletes you guys are bringing out. Um, I'm seeing them everywhere. They're kicking ass. And uh, salute to you and everybody over at Dodge Sports, man. Thank
1: you so much, man. So, Joe, real quick, brother, where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me uh, on social media. It's at JoeyFlights. Um, it should be the same for all of my platforms. Uh, you can hit me up if you watch this interview if you want. Ask me questions. Just want to put yourself on my radar, me and Matt. Um, we're still signing talent throughout the pandemic. So uh I yeah, know. don't hesitate to say what's up. There it
0: is, brother. Joey, Joey Fight, Joey Torres uh from over at Dodge Sports. My brother, thank you so much for joining me. I'm telling you, bro, we gotta do this again, man. We gotta make it a thing.
1: Let's do it. I'm I'm down. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, my
0: brother. Yes, sir. You have a goal, cool, man. Thanks for joining me on the show. See you. Yes, sir. All right, all right, guys. That was the man, Joey Torres. Man, Joey fights. Um, Dodge Sports. Amazing time, great interview, man. Thank you so much for him joining. I'm telling you, the guys that they have on their roster are the real fucking deal. Okay, they're. I'm talking. About, I've I've talked about Nicholas Maximov. I've talked about Andre Yule. I've talked about Genius MMA. I'm talking about all these guys, man. For a reason, they're doing the right things, and it really gives me vibes of those those same i mean we're looking at like first row management and all these other ones they give me that type of vibe where these guys that are legitimate passionate about the sport passionate about their athletes and they're hustling and do it i love it some young dudes out there man salute to them and everybody involved all right um this has been episode 232 of the greatest combat sports and culture in the entire universe the fight podcast i'm Yost, the underground king Serge, Vicente, real quick before we get out of here, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Everlast. Everlast is an incredible company since 1910. Makes some of the greatest boxing and MMA equipment around, man. Check them out today, 1910. You can get a um, Everlast.com. You get 15, 10% off with promo code The Fight. Also, you get 15% off if you go ahead and hit up CBDpure.com, man. All of your CBD needs, they're there for you. You get out, get done working out. You wake up in the morning. You need to go to sleep at night. Yo, CBD Pure has what you need, okay? A little couple of drops <laughs> under the tongue. Have you rep, man? So uh cbdpure.com, man. Check them out. Promo code the fight, and you'll also get 15% off there. And last but certainly not least, give us some love to Nug Club Official. Nug Club Official is an incredible company, incredible canvas brand that we're supported by as well, man. Uh, check them out today. $200 worth of bud you get for 100 bucks so on promo code, the fight. You also get an extra 10 bucks off on that as well. So literally $200 worth of bud, top level, top prime stuff delivered directly to your home or office right here in california or all up the west coast they'll take care of you, you know club Fish, you get ten dollars off of a 200 hundred dollar box all right uh with that being said check us out on all streaming platforms we're everywhere as you see youtube facebook we're on linkedin we're going to be on twitch as well coming up soon so you'll be able to see us on twitch as well check us out everywhere podcasting is available Check us out at the website, thefightpodcast.com, and uh, check us out on all social media platforms, even TikTok. Who cares if Trump's trying to shut that shit down? We're on TikTok, too, now. All right, love you guys. This is host, Sergei Cynthia, of The Fight Podcast. I'll see you next time right here on The Fight Podcast. Deuces.